Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another episode of Yellowstoners, a podcast dedicated to getting high on drama, digging into the Duttons and everything Yellowstone, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of The Playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Today we have episodes four and five of Yellowstone season five to discuss and all of the spoilery details that go along with it. So spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Afterwards, we have an interview with actor Gil Birmingham, who plays Thomas Rainwater on the show. But before we jump into all that, I've got to tell you that Yellowstoners is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, The Discourse, Deep Focus, The Rogue Ones, The Fourth Wall, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network to get this show and all of those that I just mentioned. Also, drop us a rating or a comment as we always appreciate it. Okay, episode four, entitled Horses in Heaven, finds John continuing to stir up shit at the governor's office by firing his entire group of advisors. <laughs> um, Fish and Wildlife barges in and lets him in on the wolf thing that's going on. They kind of let him off the hook, but they say that there's going to be this NGO that's going to drop the hammer on him, so we'll see what happens there. Then, you know, the main crux of the show, at least for me, was the Jamie and Beth of it all. Jamie gets to play the hero by coming in to Beth's rescue after her big bar fight. And then he has to give her a ride home, which opens up this whole can of worms. And I just want to just start right there because that sequence with him and Beth, yeah, it's really well done. It's really intense. It almost felt like Jamie was going to kill her for a minute there. <laughs> what did you think of just the Jamie and Beth stuff in that episode four? I, you know, I, I like Beth and I, I like uh, a lot of that stuff, but her relentlessly hating of her brother uh, is sometimes a bit much for me. And really? She obviously blames him for all this stuff, but he was just a dumb kid. He didn't know mm -hmm. anything. Like, she, she still treats it like it's yesterday. And I know it's not something, like, to treat lightly. No, not um, at all. But... I don't know. Like, I know she was like, she feels like robbed and, and, and destroyed of her agency in that regard. But I don't know. He was just a kid. He didn't, he had no clue, you know? Yeah. He was just kind of trying to do the, wasn't, I I mean, and I, I don't want to be unempathetic. 
did he did he not like like at the time i mean it was many years ago when we when we learned this but like had very little understanding other than like didn't he have good intentions like i'm like my my sister got pregnant if my father finds out he's gonna freak out it's gonna ruin our family right Um, so he had to take her to the reservation i want to help her get an abortion that's all it was wasn't it yeah but i think didn't they warn him like outside of the the thing like what was going to happen if she went in and he said yeah do it anyway Mm -hmm. so i mean i still feel like at the time he was like what 15 years old this was probably the 1980s like (laughs) he just doesn't have any kind of like clue what that really means you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of things you can write off to yeah they were young and he was 15 but you got to understand at least from her standpoint what that took from her but yeah, it, every time it's brought up, it's like it's she's right back there in that moment, almost like she was that scarred by it. She can't even thank him for like, you know, getting her out of jail, whatever it is. <laughs> she, she will never give him the slightest bit of anything. And I don't know, it sometimes gets a little much for me, like find myself having a little bit more empathy for Jamie because he's just so brutally abused by her, you know? Yeah, there's no one on the family that's on his side anymore. John for a long time was, but he is not anymore. And and really, it's just Beth berating Jamie every chance she gets, treating him like garbage. And yeah, it, it's it's rough. But the Beth of it all, like her this season, it feels like more and more with each episode that goes on in episode four and especially in episode five that she's just, she's this alcoholic on the very, very razor's edge you know like she's about to tip into something that could be very bad so i i could see things going really poorly for beth for a while here but for right now she she's just getting to stir some shit in this season i'm waiting for her in the showdown with dawn um that seems interesting to me dawn olivieri oh Um, you mean sarah sarah yeah sorry yeah she's the uh the anti-bath. <laughs> right. That ends up sleeping with Jamie in this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is like... How dumb can you be, Jamie? How dumb yeah. can you be? <laughs> yeah, like really. Um, which that certainly gave me less empathy for Jamie because like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, literal sleeping with the enemy. So yeah, I mean, that's still to me the most intriguing part of it all is the the Beth, Sarah jamie part of it although it's just getting a little soap opera you know okay. which the show tends to do sometimes in some ways that's generally most of the time it's it's forgivable and entertaining it because it because it's entertaining you know mm-hmm. um, but it's getting borderline to the point where i'm like oh boy what's going on here so i have like sort of kind of like some mixed feelings about the season so far because that's the storyline that interests me the most but mm. It's sort of losing its way. I am also interested in just the ways John Dutton is almost reminds me of like Elon Musk, like firing his entire, you know, Twitter staff to like do it small scale. I can just do it myself. You know, there's this kind of like dictatorial kind of aspect to it, you know? Yeah, there's the whole cowboy, my way or the highway kind of thing. And yeah, and I'm I'm kind, kind of hoping that uh, it bites him it, in the ass. Yeah, I, I, like I, I really want to see, I really want to see it kind of go south and him sort of like, because we see these people like generally succeed so much, you know, and they don't get that many obstacles. Like even Beth, like, you know, like the whole like 
the setup was like, oh, she's been fucking in prison. She knocked that person out. If if this happens, like they're they're very often not in peril for very long. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And I would like to see some peril, especially of their own making, I think would be really interesting, especially someone for John who's so, you know, sure of himself and such like, you know, he's got such an ego and he does things his way. It would be really interesting, I think, to see his way go wrong and realizing that like, this is something that can't be played in the way he likes to play it. And he has one way of playing everything, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the boss. That's it. I mean, if anything of that kind of guy, if any kind of, if he would ever meet any kind of immovable object, would you not think it would be the complexities of politics that might trip him up, you know? For sure. Yeah. I'm, I've been waiting for something like that to happen. But uh, so far, John has just been having his way with the governor's office. <laughs> but there's plenty of time for him to mess things up. He's only just getting started. Yeah. And I, I think I think this season, hopefully I would love to see like, you know, Beth take on Sarah and Sarah kind of win. Like I like I feel like a lot of their their big hubris, their egos, their arrogance is kind of their Achilles heel. And it mm -hmm. would be an interesting, like dramatic thing for this show for them to to weaponize that against them. And see it like create consequences, you know, or like problems of their own making that they now have to like sort of like rethink and try and re like dig themselves out of those holes, you know? One of the things that these, not only this show, but also the spinoffs uh, have made clear is that this family is kind of doomed <laughs> each iteration. <laughs> and there, there's going to come a point where John just can't do what he's doing anymore and he's going to lose. And I think a lot of times they're checking that in this series. You know, I think that's actually in episode five, which we're going to discuss anyway. So there's a moment where Beth just says they're going to take the land like, you know, it's going to happen. And and he just kind of sits there in it. He's not fighting it necessarily. He knows it's going to happen, too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, we're in season five now. It's just been going on for a while. If you're not going to, like, really kill people, I think putting characters in serious peril that maybe that peril that like last longer than one season, I think would be really wise and would help sort of shake things up. I mean, you know, drama is challenging your characters, right? And and putting them in, in bad situations that they have to work their way out of, especially in a series where it's like, you kind of have to just keep doing that over and over again, right? So for sure, um, I feel like they're kind of due. Um, mm -hmm. And I would really like to see something like that. Yeah, one thing I didn't expect to see in this episode is just the summer of it all. Piper Parabo right. coming back. Yeah. And John basically, you know, commuting her sentence <laughs> and having her under house arrest at her at his house. That has certainly made things interesting at the Dutton Ranch. That's for sure. Yeah. It, it'll certainly cause some fun friction between her and Beth, which has already started. Right. So that's yeah, that starts in episode four where he gets her out of jail. Before we do move on to episode five, which is a lot of fun. I do want to at least address, you know, the the burial of baby John, which actually had some really nice moments in it. First of all, Casey and, and Monica don't even invite the Dutton side of the family. They just kind of keep it small and, and it seems kind of keep to the reservation side of things. Yeah, that's that's an interesting scene. But even then, you know, John stumbles across it. He does get to kind of make his peace with Monica, um, with, you know, the boy lived a perfect life. All he knew was you and that you loved him, that kind of stuff. And I think that really helped their relationship and her, you know, in, in the grieving process. 
but it, there were a lot of good little moments like that uh, within that little scene. Uh, yeah, you... I, I agree that the show knows how to be for all its faults at times. It it really knows how to to take a moment and be quiet and soulful and gently melancholy with it at times. And mm -hmm. I think it works. Yeah, there's a couple of those moments in episode four and even episode five, which we should just get into because this is really the the Beth and Summerfest is <laughs> is what episode five is. The the, the episode's titled watch him right away. The whole family converges on the ranch for like this annual gathering and branding of cattle. Um, so there's this big lead up to that and everyone's kind of preparing for that. But really the tornado of summer and Beth was kind of the centerpiece of it within this family dinner that John, you know, he makes Beth sit down at the table again against his better judgment and summer and Beth just have it out, which ends up in this giant fight. How did you feel about the the big fight between Summer and Beth? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's amusing. <laughs> you know, it borders on on it's amusing and entertaining and maybe a little bit much, you know? I think that's kind of where I am with a, a lot of it at the moment. It's it's a bit much, but it's also entertaining. Oh yeah. I mean, basically Beth is a bit much this whole season. She's just on edge and, you know, that kind of comes to a point between her and Summer, but there are some kind of sweet moments that come out of it once they finally, you know, get it all out and just beat each other. I love the the point in the fight, you know, they're rolling around and just beating the crap out of each other. Rip comes out and just suggests that they just stand here and trade them until one of you has had enough. <laughs> uh, and that was just that was that was great stuff. But they finally concede or summer concedes. They make peace and it kind of results in this thing you never thought you'd get to see. And I, I'm pretty sure you'd probably notice this. They actually eat breakfast in peace in the dining room. Did you <laughs> notice that there was a meal that happened? Yeah. Where well, Beth didn't stir shit. Right, right. Well, they kind of learned their lesson a little bit, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things you didn't think you'd get to see in this episode. Um, there's also like, I mean, so many Beth one-liners in this episode. I don't know how many you clocked. But Beth calling Summer a uh, hairy hippie, giving syphilis to the sofa, or, you know, that hippie must be able to suck a marble through a soda straw. There were so many that I was just like, oh, my God, Beth being Beth, this whole episode was just great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's got some great lines, right? All of course, the time. <laughs> of course. But also there's that telling scene between John and Rip after the fight where he says something to the effect of I've got one child I miss, one child I pity one I regret and that girl meaning Beth I envy that kind of lays things out for you pretty honestly doesn't it as far as where everybody stands with him I think I think there was maybe some people who thought he he was holding out hope for for Jamie but him being the one he regrets is pretty telling that's pretty hard I mean that's pretty harsh too like I don't know I Jamie's gotten such a kind of raw deal I feel like I would love to actually see him because everyone's so fucked up and arrogant and so like other than you know casey who's kind of just doing his own thing but the rest of the children are all just like kind of a mess you know in mm -hmm. one way or another and and he's sort of just like got his he's had his like sort of well i mean yeah i mean i was gonna I'd say he's basically had his tail between his legs for a long time now right yeah and even more so this season he's just yes yes broken. i mean because of obviously the events of last season they really really have him like tail between his legs so i don't know i think maybe it's also a, a testament to wes bentley who i 
kind of really like. I mean, I've, yeah, I found I, I found myself really empathizing with him and his plight throughout this whole identity, his whole struggle that he's had. Um, he's yes, he's messed up for sure. He's done some stupid, awful things. But I would like to see some. You know, it, here's what it would be really interesting is that like Beth screws up everything and Jamie actually saves the day at the end of this season or at the end of next season with the big market equities thing and and them having to like reckon with that, which would not be easy for them because they're so used to him being like the fuck up, you know? Yeah. Um, That would sort of uh, upend that. Uh, but at the same time, the way the writing's going, it's just looking like he's just like going to screw up again. That he's either going to screw up again or he's just he's going to become the person that takes them down. You know, they treat him like so much shit that he's just going to turn and just turn. Yeah. Again, again, though, like, what do you really? <laughs> I mean, it's obvious that he's open to any kind of affection that will come his way. So I don't know how hard it'll be to turn him. It seems like he's easily manipulated. Yeah, and, for sure. And uh, Sarah has definitely clocked that. For sure. And they see him as the Achilles heel of the family and they're going after it. And it's only going to get worse. I have a feeling this this big uh, cattle gathering and, and branding event is might not go so well. Do you have that feeling? Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say, right? I mean, first of all, Beth on that trip just sounds like a shit show. Rip pretty much laid it out for her why she's going to hate it, and yet she's going anyway. But yeah. she's there. So, yeah, and so are, like, Carter and all the kids, basically. Everybody's there. So it just feels like something is about to happen that maybe people aren't seeing coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure where things are headed exactly, but uh, it definitely looks like, you know, Jamie's going to really screw this up and, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to have consequences for everybody. For sure. I think we pretty much covered everything. So... As a reminder, Yellowstone Season 5 airs on Paramount Network every Sunday, and we'll be back most weeks with recaps and special interviews with people on the show. Right now, we're going to head on over to my interview with Gil Birmingham, who plays Thomas Rainwater. He gave me the lowdown on how he basically came to the Yellowstone series in the first place. We talk about his relationship to Taylor Sheridan and indigenous representation uh, in recent years on TV. And yeah, it was a really good conversation. I only got a quick like 10 minutes with him, but it was really awesome to speak with him. Let's get right to that. For Rodrigo and myself, don't mess with Beth, you hippie, and keep on Yellowstone. Gil, how the heck are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm a huge Yellowstone fan, big Gil Birmingham fan in general. So this is a pleasure. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So let's go back to the beginning here, because when the first season came around, you'd already worked with Taylor Sheridan a few times. How did the relationship start between you? Was it as simple as just meeting on set? Basically, yeah. I, I hadn't met uh, Taylor personally until we filmed Hell or High Water. Right. Um, and then he was just a writer on that project and he, he did a little small part in it as well but I guess he he liked my work and then he approached me for Wind River the year after that great film um, but he you know he mentioned Yellowstone back in 2016 when we were filming Hell or High Water and he said I've got this series that I've, I've written and I've written a part for you and uh, you know at that point I just thought he was an incredible writer and 
I said, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled with your writing. That if you've got a series and, and you want me in it, I'm there. Yeah. So is that as, is as simple as that for, for you when it comes to Taylor's work? If he says, I got something, you're just like, in, that's it. I'm good. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a, you know, I have so much respect for him. And I've gotten to know him personally in the family and um, over the years. And um, it's just a wonderful relationship to have found and develop and hope to maintain, you know, for for on and on. Yeah. So your relationship, like I said, yeah, like you said, has gone all the way back those to those years. How has it changed, you know, up to now? Do you guys feel a lot more comfortable with one another or is he just so busy at this point that <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, hey, OK, bye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually probably more in touch with his with his family because he's so darn busy, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just just watching him increasingly get busier and busier. It seems we see him less and less, but uh, why, you know what a phenomenal trajectory for his career. Yeah, it's been a, an amazing body of work that he's started to put together here, um, many of which feature you. So Thomas Rainwater. Crafting that character, was he already pretty much there on the page? Was there anything that you maybe suggested to Taylor to change him? You know, I mean, his his writing is so meticulous that you really don't want to change anything. But he's completely open to to a collaborative, uh, you know, uh, experience with us. Anything that we have that we want to uh, inject and suggest, he's completely open to it. And of course, they can fix it in editing if he. If he doesn't like it, <clears throat> but um, he he sets up. You know, he he directed the first two seasons, and he brought in some different directors, subsequent seasons. So there was, was a much more intimate kind of interaction for the for the cast and with Taylor. And now we've had to kind of stand on our own two feet a little more. But I think we've we've been embedded with the nature of the characters uh, strong enough now. Yeah, they only get more and more rich. Um, and your your character has always been in opposition to John Dutton and his family, but never feels like a villain. You know, he's his own guy. He's got his own interests, his own motivations, his own emotions. Is that something that was just immediately there in the writing again? Or is that just like, you know, a matter of being able to spend this much time with that character? You think TV kind of lends itself to that? Yeah, I can still remember the first season. It was very adversarial, you know, the nature of the relationship. You know, him having me arrested, us playing the chess game of, you know, the, the possession of the cows and really kind of feeling each other out in terms of what kind of leaders we were going to be. Uh, so there was a real power struggle there. And I think it's, you know, the shift became one where they had a, they understood the respect that they had for the same thing, and that would be land. So that was, that was huge. So when Rainwater decided or felt that the best strategy was to maybe hopefully build an alliance together with the other capitalist forces that were trying to come in and take the land over, then we could we could have our, our battle separately, but it was going to be for the same reason of preserving and stewarding that land. Yeah, that respect is very clear between, you know, Thomas and John's character. In this season, you know, he's understandably apprehensive about John's governorship. Obviously, his interests are different from John's interests. Um, just his business and all that, his community and his colleagues are upset with him, you know, for letting it get this far. What can you tease about Thomas's journey, you know, in this upcoming season here? Hey, Thomas is going to, um, is going to feel, you know, more vulnerable than he has in the past seasons, uh, because there was, 
there was an assumption that they had an alliance that was going to fit both, benefit both of them. And that structure had been built, you know, up in uh, season four. But, you know, Thomas understands the, uh, the importance of developing any alliance that he can make uh, to meet his objectives. And so he also aligned with market equities <clears throat> to facilitate his objective at a, at a more accelerated rate. Um, and it wasn't in direct opposition with John at the time. But now John's gotten a position of leverage and power to do policy making, primarily for his own benefit. I mean, that's all he really cares about. So that's going to put Rainwater in a difficult position of not knowing how to how to strategize around that and how to maneuver through it without knowing exactly what the ramifications of his his political decisions become. It's very interesting, just because it even seems like he's got people, you know, in his business that are upset with them in his uh you know on his side that are upset with him so it's just like walls are closing in for thomas yeah yeah there's going to be some internal conflict too um so he's gonna he's gonna be on edge (laughs) i also want to shout out bill taba from under the banner of heaven your character Uh, i interviewed dustin lance black and you're (laughs) he's he's so like in that that show it's so dark at points but yours is kind of like this beacon of light in the darkness he's very much interested in taking the piss out of andrew garfield's character at at most times um how was your experience working on that show with andrew and dustin it was extraordinary i i mean i it's funny how these projects will come to you and based on your own personal uh journey you know uh, i i grew up with a um a very dogmatic religious upbringing. Uh, mm. So I related to the nature of, of uh, you know, the Mormon institution being very similar. And I, I had issues with it as Bill Taba did. And I said, I know this guy. And, <laughs> you know, I met with um, with Lance for about an hour and he said, yeah, you're you're my guy. And, uh, and it was just brilliantly written too. I mean, it's amazing. But, you know, he's been a great writer for the earlier part of his career, too. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was a real a real intense shoot. Boy, we went to some, some dark subject matter there. There is some dark, dark stuff. But there's also you playing with, you know, Andrew with the cheeseburger stuff. That was hilarious as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Love that show. How are you feeling personally about the current state of, of TV with stuff like, you know, the stuff that Dustin is putting out, the stuff that Taylor's putting out? There's also... A lot of programs featuring indigenous leads these days. Um, have you been watching any of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just so excited that we've gotten to a place that we haven't been in since, like, Dances with Wolves, you know, um, a respectable portrayal of the Native American community. And more importantly, that it's contemporary. You know, you'd be shocked to, to know that the majority of people don't even think Native Americans still exist, you know, so... To be able to tell their tell their own stories as as the writers and the producers and the directors, uh, you know, gives it a level of uh, inherent experience that no other writer or, or artist could bring to it. Um, and people are really coming to appreciate and be exposed to a realistic and authentic portrayal of, of the Native community. Yeah, absolutely. I love Reservation Dogs and Dark Winds and all those things that are coming out. Any interest in doing either of those? Sure. Sure, I think they're they're great. Well, I had worked at Ster, uh, Sterling Harjo. A lot of people don't know this because the show had a, a destiny of its own. But I had worked with Sterling Harjo, who's one of the producers of Reservation Dogs, and we actually had at that moment in time. This was right before Yellowstone. 
and uh, we did a, a DC graphic novel book called Scalped, and it was all indigenous cast. So we thought we were going to be groundbreaking then, um, and then the networks made uh, you know some purchases of each other, and they dropped all their dramas. But I guess uh, the industry wasn't ready for it just yet, but they sure are now. Hopefully that sees the light of day. Either way, they're giving me the wrap. I wanted to say it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Looking forward to season five of Yellowstone and uh, just your career beyond that. Thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate it.